0: Hey everybody, it's Kylie Gable. Welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. Um, I hope you liked, uh, yes, last week's episode where we actually had an interview. We don't have one uh, this week, but I really, really would love to know. uh, Do you like those? Do you enjoy them? Or is it like, hey, get to the audio. That's what I'm listening for. I'm really curious. Anyway, um, no interview tonight. We have another Pamela Harlow story called Feminizing the Tough Guys and uh there's actually two parts to this story um the second part will probably be airing next week i'm not 100 percent sure but i think that'll probably be on, on the agenda for next week a uh, story about a couple of girls who uh decide to take uh, matters in their own hands with some guys who are particularly rude and disrespectful so hope you enjoy it it is called feminizing the tough guys this is part one and it is both written and recorded i like that by Pamela Harlow.
1: Tough Guys Feminised, Part 1, by Pamela Harlow and Kylie Gable. Emily, Rosa and Janine linked arms as they walked down the familiar street, close to all of their homes, towards the off-licence. They were on a mission to get more drinks for the evening ahead and to have a fun night together. All three of the girls were hard-working students who had just finished their final semester of their second year at university. They were ready to have a good time at Emily's accommodation, a shared house which she had all to herself for the next 2 weeks. "I'm so excited about the next couple of weeks," Emily said as they strutted confidently together in their high heels. "I think we're going to have some fun." "Me too," said Rosa, swiftly followed by Janine. "Yes," Me too. As the shop became visible, so too did a group of figures loitering in front of it. Oh, God, said Rosa. I'll bet it's those tough lads. They really think they own this neighbourhood. Oh, tell me about it, said Emily. I'm so tired of their bullshit. I mean, it's kind of okay for us. I mean, we're not scared of them or anything. Just annoyed. But what about, you know, the old people and stuff? They might be too scared to go into the shop while these dickheads are just hanging around out there. That's true, said Janine, I really don't know who they think they are, I bet they all have tiny penises. All three girls burst out laughing at this comment, prompting the attention of the guys. As the trio got closer to the shop, the six young men, standing close to the door, stared at them. Two of them were smoking prompting Janine to light up her own cigarette. She'd show them they weren't the only ones who could smoke, for God's sake. It wasn't difficult to buy and light up a cigarette. It didn't make you hard, either. Although Janine did feel sexy with a cigarette in her mouth, and she had to admit that it made her feel a little cooler and a little tougher. Want one? She held the packet open to Emily and Rosa. Neither of them usually smoked, but... Under the gaze of the gang of men, they felt compelled to, to prove some kind of a point and take some kind of control. As the three girls stood, smoking close to the gang of men, the air began to fill with wolf whistles. One of the guys' lead quickly caught on, and all six guys were making the same noise. The girls tutted in irritation. Looking good, ladies, said one, as the others laughed. Giz a fag, said another. Emily looked straight at them, blowing smoke their way. She didn't say a word, but continued to stare in a way that she thought was threatening as she walked towards the shop. She threw down her cigarette and stamped on it, feeling like Olivia Newton John in Greece before walking into the shop. Rosa and Janine followed her, also staring down the group of men on their way and ignoring their wolf whistles and comments. As they approached the alcohol aisle, Janine noticed that Emily was shaking. "'Babe, are you okay?' she asked. "'You're literally trembling.' Emily sighed. "'I'm okay,' she said. "'It's just, you know, those dickheads, they stress me out.' Janine nodded sympathetically. Although she was the same age as the others, she somehow looked older, possibly because her hair was quite short and in a sophisticated style, not to mention darker than Emily and Rose's, who were both blonde.' There was something about this that made her look almost teacherly, but in her eyes there was an undeniable rebel streak. They need to be taught a lesson, Janine said menacingly. This caused Emily to feel even more nervous. Rosa, slightly in a world of her own, picked up and put down several bottles of wine before choosing two pink Pinot Grigios. Rosa chooses Rosé, she laughed. Janine and Emily smiled at her. Sounds good to me, said Emily, sounding happier but still clearly a little shaken up. Great, said Janine, let's get some vodka too, just a small bottle, I think we're going to need it. After leaving the shop, the three girls walked quickly past the guys, who continued to laugh and leer. We'll show them, said Janine, laughing sadistically and looking around at them. See you soon, suckers, she shouted. Janine, said Emily, her anxiety levels going through the roof. Relax, said Janine. I have a plan. Rosa and Emily looked at each other. Emily's eyes were still wide with anxiety, but Rosa shrugged. Don't worry, she said. We've got each other. Emily nodded. Here, said Janine, passing Emily the small bottle of vodka they'd purchased. Have a swig of this. Emily unscrewed the cap of the bottle and threw some into her mouth. She screwed her face up as she swallowed, then laughed before passing the bottle to Rosa. Rosa also took a swig of the strong spirit before passing the bottle to Janine, who did the same. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night, Janine started singing. The other two laughed and joined in, singing in unison. Tonight's gonna be a good night. Tonight's gonna be a good, good night. They continued in high spirits as they walked home, Emily's mood improving by the minute. Seriously though, said Janine, I have an idea. I'll tell you about it when we get to yours, Emily. Sat around the large kitchen table in Emily's shared house, Janine began to share her idea. They definitely fancy us, she said confidently, flicking her dark hair back to show her heavily made-up eyes and long lashes. And I doubt any of them are getting any. It would be so easy to trick them. OK, said Rosa, but what are you saying? Emily sipped her glass of wine nervously. Well, said Janine, looking at Emily, there are two rooms here out of use for two weeks, right? Emily nodded. And are we able to get into those rooms? Well, said Emily. Are they locked? Asked Janine. No, admitted Emily, although she was nervous about where this might be going. Great, said Janine. So my plan is we kidnap a couple of those guys? Rosa burst out laughing. What? She said. Are you crazy? Janine shrugged. Perhaps, she said. But hear me out. I'm saying... We kidnap those guys and show them how it is to be a woman. Make them stay in a girl's bedroom for a couple of days. Train them to be sissies. Teach them a real lesson and knock them down a peg or two. That's mental, said Emily. Janine, no, you're mental. Fuck it, said Janine. Why not? We seduce them, get them back here and completely humiliate them. Come on, you've got to admit you'd love to do that. Well, said Emily, I guess... Emily had to admit to herself that she was getting excited by the thought of having power over two of those intimidating guys. They did need teaching a lesson, she thought. Perhaps this act could be for the greater good of the community. She was quickly coming around to the idea. So, said Janine, are you in? Emily laughed, flicking her own long blonde hair out of her eye. She was tipsy and starting to feel silly. I'm in, she said, more loudly than she usually spoke. Janine laughed loudly and held her glass up to Emily's. Cheers to that, she said. Rosa, are you in? Rosa, always up for whatever either Janine or Emily suggested, nodded enthusiastically. I'm in, she said, giggling and holding up her own glass. The three of them clinked their glasses and had a large sip of wine each. Brilliant, said Janine. I say we act tomorrow. Here's the plan. Janine spoke in a hushed tone as she told the other two girls her idea of returning to the shop, dressed provocatively and flirting with a couple of the guys. There was one particularly tall one, she said, who seemed to be the ringleader. As for the second guy, they could see who took their fancy on the day. As there were three of them, their way of seducing two guys would be to offer a threesome to one of them and one-on-one sex to another. She suggested that she would be the lone flirter, whilst Rosa and Emily could work as a team. Rosa and Emily liked the idea of having each other. We get them back here, Janine said, and lock them in a room each. We'll have to sort out some bolts for the outside of both doors tomorrow. Then, we choose some lovely cute outfits to dress them in, put them in wigs, teach them to do their makeup and make them make themselves passable sissies. The three girls laughed loudly at the hilarious and exciting idea. Janine, you're amazing, said Rosa, and Emily had to agree. We're all amazing girls, said Janine, smiling at the two of them as her eyes buzzed with forward planning and anticipation. Roll on tomorrow evening. When the next day came around, the three girls awoke energised and excited. They'd slept together in Emily's room, all in her king size bed. Yawning, Janine was the first to speak. "'Good morning, ladies. I'm going to make a coffee. Do you two want one?' The other two sat up quickly, quicker than they usually would, and nodded in agreement. Janine went to make the coffee for the three of them, and Emily looked at Rosa. "'Do you remember what we were talking about last night?' she asked. "'Of course I do,' said Rosa, giggling.' ''Do you think we're actually going to do it?'' ''I think so,'' said Emily, staring into the space ahead of her. She knew that the next few days were going to be like nothing she'd ever experienced. When Janine returned, she did so with an air of urgency. Sure enough, fewer than five more minutes passed before she hurried the other two along. ''Drink up, girls,'' she said. ''We have to go shopping.'' The three girls giggled as they speedily slurped their coffees, I'm showering first, said Janine, rushing out of the room. The other two laughed. She's so excited, said Emily. Aren't you? said Rosa. Emily said nothing, just smiled mildly. She was excited, but she didn't want to show the extent to which she was. It wasn't long before the three girls were ready and headed out to the shops, armed with the following shopping list created by Janine. Duct tape, thrift shop dresses slutty underwear, door bolts, make-up, wigs. After their shopping trip, the girls got to work in the two bedrooms, usually occupied by Emily's housemates. The rooms were already decorated with pinks and purples, so girly enough, but the trio ensured that the wardrobes were suitably filled with dresses and rid of anything tomboyish, that the underwear drawers were appropriately slutty and, of course, that there were outer bolts fitted to the doors. When they were done, it was time to dress themselves in revealing outfits, ready to seduce the two boys of their choice. They didn't actually know any of the boys' names yet, so their opening line had written itself. As they approached the off-licence at 6pm, sure enough, the same six guys stood outside, ogling them. Wolf whistles and calls of oi oi ensued, but the boys were evidently surprised when the girls smiled and approached them. Hey, said Rosa, giggling and twirling her hair in her finger. What's your name? I'm Donny, said the tall one. Why? Do you want a piece of this? He ran his fingers down his body, sticking his tongue out and laughing, clearly trying to entertain the other lads. All three girls were irritated and somewhat repulsed, but they smiled and feigned intense attraction. We might do, said Janine flirtatiously. Who's your mate? She looked at the boy who was laughing the loudest, right by Danny's side. Sean, his mate responded quickly. You want a piece of me too, ladies? He laughed. I do, said Janine, walking over to him and touching his shoulder. Can we talk in private? Unable to believe his look, Sean walked over to a secluded corner with Janine, who led him by the hand, whispered promises into his ear about what they could get up to. Sticking to the plan, Emily and Rosa worked together. We'd like to speak to you, Danny, Rosa said. We would, said Emily, we've been dying to talk to you. Two ladies aye aye, said Danny, looking around at his mates for admiration, which their eyes clearly demonstrated, along with envy. ''Come with us,'' said Emily. ''Come on,'' encouraged Rosa. They took a hand each and led him towards where Janine and Danny stood. ''We can all go home together,'' said Emily, ''back to my place.'' Emily and Rosa remained either side of Danny throughout the walk back, whilst Janine stayed glued to Sean's side. The girls couldn't help but giggle as they walked, knowing what was coming next. This didn't bother the guys, though, who thought that they were about to get lucky. They could never have foreseen what was actually about to happen upon walking through Emily's front door. Danny was furious as he lay face down and bound to the unfamiliar bed. This isn't funny, he shouted out. Come back, what the fuck, you fucking slags, come back, it isn't funny. Emily and Rosa stood the other side of the bolted door, laughing audibly. It's not funny, he shouted again, for fuck's sake. What next? Rosa whispered to Emily. We wait for Janine, whispered Emily. Then we feminise him. Rosa put her hand over her mouth. I can't believe we're actually doing this, she said. Me neither, said Emily. Shall we go and see how Janine's doing? Before they could, Janine was beside them, bolting the door to the room Sean was in. He hadn't yet clocked on enough to start his shouting. He's blindfolded, Janine whispered. I'll come and help you get started with Daniela. They all laughed at Danny's new name and burst into the room. Daniela, shouted Janine, enjoying how the name felt rolling from her tongue. We're here today to teach you a lesson. She instantly ripped off some duct tape and put it over his mouth, preventing him from shouting another word. We have a lot of work to do with you this evening, she said, so let's get on with it. She released his arms, which had been tied to the bed, and instructed Rosa and Emily, Hold these still. She opened the underwear drawer and took out a red, lacy bra that they'd picked up earlier that day. Between the three of them, they put it on Danny, who was shaking his head around violently and mumbling loudly through the duct tape in protest. She then picked up a dark, pink dress they'd found earlier. And again, with Emily and Rosa's help controlling his arms... Janine pulled it onto him. Beautiful, Janine said, taking pictures of Danny on her phone, to his dismay. Forward into you two, Janine said, addressing Rosa and Emily, whose phones both pinged. Noof, roof, Danny shouted, his eyes almost popping out of his head. The girls laughed. I'll leave you two to it, said Janine to Rosa and Emily. Daniela, you will do what these two say, otherwise, Pictures of you in your lovely dress will be posted online and believe me, I have a lot of followers. Danny shook his head violently. Janine pulled the duct tape from his mouth, prompting a gasp that he was too shocked to even try and disguise. His face reddened with embarrassment at the obvious display of pain he had just shown. You fucking bitches, he said. You're mental. Janine slapped him hard across the face. Excuse me, she boomed, shocking even the other two girls. A look of realisation and dread washed over Danny's face. ''I'm sorry,'' he said. Janine slapped him again. ''No more of this shit,'' she barked. ''You will do what Mistress R and Mistress E say. Do you understand?'' Danny nodded, causing Janine to roll her eyes. ''Good luck with her, girls,'' she said. ''If she causes you any trouble, you know what to do.'' ''We certainly do,'' said Rosa.'' glaring at Danny in disapproval. Oh yes, said Emily, Daniela has got a lot to learn. When Janine left the room, Emily pulled out of the underwear drawer the matching red panties to go with the bra Janine had chosen. She pulled them up over Danny's cock and balls, causing his face to blush further. He'd stopped wriggling as much now and seemed to be accepting some level of defeat. That was just how they wanted him. Together, the girls dragged Danny roughly over to the dressing table, surprised by their own strength. They pushed him down onto the hairdresser's stool, and Rose instantly put the blonde wig that they'd bought earlier that day onto his head. "'Already, Daniella is looking better,' she said, looking at Emily in the mirror and laughing. "'I agree,' said Emily, picking up a makeup sponge and dipping it into foundation." She roughly applied the foundation to Danny's face as Rosa rifled through the makeup collection to find a lipstick to match the dress. Aha! She said, pulling out a dark pink lipstick. Remaining rough, she put it on Danny's lips before both girls paused to take more photos. Danny was silent. In his mind, he thought about what his mates would say and do if they ever saw pictures of him in this state. He couldn't risk it. He realised he needed to comply to the girls' commands no matter how crazy they were. After putting on the lipstick, both girls worked on his eyes, putting a thick layer of eyeliner on before mascara and glittery eyeshadow. He looked positively feminine, almost passable, and they took yet more photos. "'Remember to do as we say,' said Emily, waving the phone at Danny, who looked at himself solemnly in the mirror." ''Now smile,'' demanded Rosa. Reluctantly, Danny forced a half-smile. Emily and Rosa rolled their eyes. ''We can work on that later,'' said Emily. ''We need to get to work on the heels.'' Danny looked down at his own bare feet, too full of dread to even imagine what they might look like in girls' shoes or heels. But he knew he was about to find out anyway. By the time Janine returned to the room Sean was in, he clocked that something was up, laid spread-eagled on the bed, cuffed by his wrists and ankles to the bedposts, and blindfolded, he shouted out, Hey, hey, what's going on? This better not be some kind of trick. You fucking bitch, fucking bitches, I swear to God. Hey sugar, said Janine in a silky soft voice. What's going on? Sean repeated. Well, said Janine, you're in for a very special treat if you choose to see it like that, she giggled. What does that mean? Untie me, take the blindfold off, Sean demanded. Oh no, said Janine, not yet. Take it off, Sean repeated. Shh, said Janine, putting her finger to Sean's lips. Hush now, princess. Princess, what the fuck? Janine slapped him. Hush, she shouted. Shocked, Sean stopped for a second. When he opened his mouth again to speak, Janine slapped him again. Don't, she said, you will really pay if you do. Sean kept his mouth closed in a visible sulk. Janine walked casually over to the underwear drawer they'd stocked earlier, whistling. She pulled out a pair of black, lacy panties and pulled them up over his legs, lifting his bum off the bed to pull them up. His balls hung out of the panties and she laughed as she took photos. Now, are you going to do as I say or are we going to have to really punish you, she said. Sean shook his head. I don't know what this is, he said. I Are you going to do as I say, shouted Janine. I guess, said Sean, also beginning to look a little defeated. Janine laughed cruelly. Okay then, she said uncuffing his arms and pulling a pink dress with big puffy sleeves over them. She sat him up on the bed as she pulled the dress down, then uncuffed his feet. Don't even think about doing a runner, she said as she uncuffed him. Firstly, I'm not taking the blindfold off yet and secondly, you won't get far. The house is locked and the three of us will more than overpower you. She took more pictures of him her phone camera clicking loudly so he knew, then led him to the room's dressing table. First, she put on the lipstick, before placing a brunette curly wig on his head and ripping the blindfold off him suddenly. Sean gasped in horror as he saw himself in the mirror. What the fuck have you done to me? Hush now, Sean, said Janine, now applying further makeup to his face. She showed him the pictures of him so far and took more. "'Delete them,' he said shakily. "'Please, I think we've had a misunderstanding.' I "'There's been no misunderstanding,' said Janine with confidence. "'I'm just giving you exactly what you need. "'Like I said I would, near the shop.' "'But this isn't... hush!' she shouted again. "'If you don't shut up, these pictures will get shown to all of your buddies at the shop. "'Do you want that?' Sean shook his head. His thoughts shifted to Danny, also in the house. "'Had they done this to him?' If they hadn't, would Danny see him like this? His anxiety grew. Please stop, he said. Sean said Janine, warningly. Sean looked down. Yes, stay like that, said Janine, applying pink eyeshadow to his eyelids. In his outfit, he looked like an overgrown little girl. It was extremely comical, and Janine took several more photos. Your friend is a sexy slut, she said. "'but you're more like a pretty little doll.' "'What?' said Sean. "'Danny? Oh, yes,' said Janine. "Daniella, We're going to have some great fun with you two. five girls together now.' Sean was lost for words, so they had done this to Danny too. He was half relieved, half horrified. Cuffing him to the dressing chair, Janine whispered in his ear, "'Back in a tick. Don't go anywhere.' She winked in the mirror and left the room, locking the bolt noisily behind her. As Janine entered the next room, she was impressed with what she saw. Daniela was walking increasingly steadily in high-heeled black boots that complemented her pink slutty dress, up and down the room. Rosa and Emily stood either side of the room, hands on hips, both encouraging and instructing her. Daniela's face was well made up and she was looking increasingly like a real woman. Janine was confident that the next stage of their plan, the following evening, would be a success. Good work, girls, she said. All three girls, she looked straight at Danny, who avoided eye contact, while focusing on walking straight. Whatever you've done, it's working, she said to Emily and Rosa. Keep up the good work. Once she can walk up and down ten times without looking unsteady at all, we can call it a night. She saw Danny's excited face and smirked sadistically before continuing. We can call it a night, she repeated, before putting the girls to bed and continuing their training tomorrow. Danny's face instantly dropped. Ciao, said Janine, wiggling her fingers as she waved and left the room. When she returned to Sean, she was disappointed to see him attempting to break free of his cuffs. "'Bad girl,' she barked, picking up a belt that hung from the wardrobe's handle. She held up the belt and hit Sean hard on the thigh, leaving a dark red mark. "'There's plenty more where that came from,' she hissed. "'So don't mess with me. Do you understand?' "'Yes,' said Sean, fighting back tears in his eyes. "'Yes, what?' she said. Yes, mistress, Sean guessed. Correct, said Janine. Now, come on, your sissy friend is ahead of you in her training. We need to get you walking in heels ASAP. If you want to get any sleep tonight, let's get started. Can I trust you to not be stupid when I uncuff you? Or will you need to be meeting the belt again? You can trust me, said Sean, too quietly. Excuse me, shouted Janine. You can trust me repeated Sean more convincingly. He knew he had no real choice. Janine nodded in satisfaction and uncuffed his wrists before dragging him up out of the chair. She pushed him back onto the bed and threw a pair of pink stiletto shoes at him. The heel was about three to four inches high and very thin. She knew he'd struggle to walk and she was looking forward to watching him suffer and sweat. Put them on, she said knowing full well that they were at least three sizes too small for him. Then walk up and down the room. The night isn't complete until you can walk up and down the room ten times steadily. Like Danny, Sean's eyes lit up at the thought of being complete after this one mission. Like Danny, he misunderstood this as meaning he could go home. Janine let him think this for a moment, sadistically allowing his hopes to rise before she interjected then you can sleep in this lovely pink bed, she said, before we continue our training tomorrow. Sean opened his mouth to protest but quickly thought better of it. He was trapped and he knew it. He didn't know how long for and he didn't know exactly what was going on but he was certain of one thing, he must obey Janine. That was his only hope of getting out of this eventually with as little damage as possible. When both sissies were significantly sissified, they were pushed onto the pink beds and instructed to get as much sleep as possible. It was a big day tomorrow, they were told. Both sissies were left with a degrading pink bucket to go to the toilet in, and given a pink nightie to change into for sleep. We'll see you in a few hours, said Janine, first to Sean when he had completed his laps, and then to Danny, who had also finished the mission of walking up and down the room ten times. Sweet dreams, princess, she said to both, echoed by Emily and Rosa. Sweet dreams! After locking both sissies in their rooms, the three girls looked at each other. It was late, but their eyes glistened with life. I can't believe it, whispered Rosa. Janine grinned excitedly. We're winning, girls, she said. Emily held up her hand to high-five both her girlfriends. Exhausted from their successful evening's work, the three girls slept almost immediately and awoke refreshed the following morning, ready for part two of their mission. Danny and Sean slept less soundly, and when they did drift off, their dreams were disturbing. Danny dreamt of turning into a woman who was a cross between his mother and his grandmother, waking up in a sweat several times. Sean experienced sleep paralysis, believing he was a doll, unable to move unless he was activated by a human girl. Needless to say, when the three girls entered first Sean's, then Danny's rooms in the morning, they weren't impressed by how rough each of them looked. They knew that the first thing they needed to do was cake them both in makeup. The three girls worked together to start with, leaving one sissy alone to worry whilst making up dressing and continuing to train the other. Starting with Danny, Emily applied foundation whilst Rosa painted his fingernails and toenails. Janine shaved the hair off his arms and legs and sprayed a strong floral perfume all over him. Now dress yourself, instructed Janine, into a nice new pair of matching underwear. She gestured to the underwear drawer. And a nice new dress of your choice, she pointed at the wardrobe. She passed him a new pair of silver heels. You can wear these as you do it, she said, and dress to impress. The three girls giggled. They knew why he needed to dress to impress. Danny sulked as he did as he was told.
0: Well, that was interesting. I never noticed before um, that Pamela actually calls it Tough Guys Feminized. In a way, I like her title better, but... um yeah we're just we're keeping that title on the inside and the cover will have the correct uh title anyway she does an amazing job with that i know she gave me credit as a writer but really i helped her with the synopsis and i helped her with um editing you know i edit everything i publish, and that was it so i mean 99 percent of the writing was done by her and you know a little bit of editing done by me i hope you enjoyed it um it's a kind of a quick show tonight, but, um, I hope the, uh, longer one last week kind of makes up for it. And, uh, please, please, if you have requests or anything that like, man, it annoys me when Kylie does that, just please let me know. You can always email me at kyliegable at yahoo.com. I'm pretty good about responding to you. If you don't wind up in a spam filter that has happened to a few people, but I, but I'm doing better of like checking that out regularly. Anyway, Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week. Be back next week. I will be and I hope you'll be here too. Bye bye.